thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so happy to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for joining us and stick around. We want you to receive all that God has for you through this broadcast. And we say this, get your Bible and uh, get something you can take notes on and release your faith. Amen. We've been, in, we've been enjoying some time around the Word on this subject of how Jesus longs to heal us. He longs to. Listen, and I want him satisfied. <laughs> and how it, how it satisfies us when we receive what he has for us. Amen. How many of you know it's not about getting God to give it? It's about getting us to receive it. There's nothing, there's nothing he's withheld from us. He's already blessed us with everything that heaven itself enjoys is what Ephesians 1, 3 says. And he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That means if heaven's enjoying it, he wants us to enjoy it because it belongs to us. We can live there before we go there. And that's what God intends, that we live days of heaven on earth. Amen. We've been looking at a passage of scripture and we'll just, I'll just refer to it real briefly today and not read the whole thing. But there were two blind men that called out for Jesus one day as he was traveling down the road and he stopped for their call. He heard them. And the Amplified Classic says that when he stopped for them, he asked them a question and it was this, what do you want me to do for you? And that question just it just resounds with me. Yes. What do you want me to do for you? Amen. That that's really what he asks all of us. You can have anything you want, anything, anything I can do for you. What do you want me to do for you? So notice he lets us put the definition on that. Amen. Yes, of course it need, it's to be within the, the guidelines of his word. Amen. But notice that's how much he longs. What do you want me to do for you? And uh, how many of you say it's a divine blank check? Yes. Yes. It's a divine blank check, but it has to be written by our faith. Amen. Amen. And so our faith gets to write the answer to what do you want me to do for you? First of all, we need to know what belongs to us. Because you, you won't even reach with your faith or you won't even put your faith on something that you don't know if it, unless it belongs to you. If you don't know what it belongs to, you won't even think to ask for it or to believe for it. Uh, but that's why we feed on the word to know how broad the supply of God is for our life. I want you to turn with me today. Let's go to Psalm chapter 81. Psalm chapter 81, and we're going to start in verse 10. Psalm 81 and verse 10. And it reads this, I am the Lord thy God, 
which brought thee out. Aren't you glad to know he's brought us out? Amen. What's he brought us out of? He's brought us out of the flow of death. Amen. He's brought us out of the world. Yeah, we're still in it, but the flow of it is not our flow. Amen. We're offered a different flow. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And Egypt here is a type of the world, right? And then look at the next, the next invitation we have. Open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. So I want you to see you open your mouth, how? Wide and I will fill it. So he's saying to the measure you open it is the measure I fill it. So when he, he says to these two blind men, what do you want me to do for you? It's like blind men, open your mouth wide. Don't ask, oh, that, you know, that, that I might start feeling better. No, get your sight back. And they asked, they asked fully, didn't they? And they received their sight back. So God offers us the same thing. What do you want me to do for you? Don't ask with a restricted request. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Notice who is the one that opens their mouth? We are. It's not God who opens our mouth. We open our mouth. How wide are we opening our mouth based on our expectation? Based on what we know that he will do for us? Based on what he's provided for us? If we're opening our mouth limitedly, we only know limitedly. So everything you know that belongs to you, lay hold of it. And to lay hold of it, you're going to have to open your mouth. You cannot... None of us can receive and move into all that he's provided when we have a, a closed mouth. That's true. A closed mouth doesn't receive. It's an open mouth saying, confessing the word, speaking the word. So it, this verse again reads, open thy mouth, how? Wide. And I will fill it. Notice he won't rebuke us for a, a wide open mouth. When it says a wide open mouth, it's talking about Speaking large, asking large. Don't ask with your own limitations in mind. We're asking based on the one who will fill it. We're not the one who fills it. We're not the one who performs what we're asking. He is, now verse 10 says, I'm the Lord thy God. Notice that verse right. I am the Lord thy God. In other words, ask in line with his ability, not asking in line with our ability but asking in line with the one who is making this Amen. offer. Amen. Amen. So we're to speak large. Don't speak with a restricted, limited request. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And then he, we could say this, open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. Notice he never tells us when to close it. <laughs> he never says you can open your mouth wide once. He's not like the genie in the bottle, three wishes and you're done. No, not any of that. That open your mouth wide and keep opening your mouth wide every single day. Make a wide open mouth the lifestyle. The lifestyle. That's what faith does. It's opening wide to say what God says. Opening wide to ask large in scope of all that he has already made ours. Amen. So we can see in this verse something. We see God's part. Verse 10 again, let's look at it. I am the Lord thy God 
Look at now here's God's part, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. I brought you out. Now that we're out, are we out? Uh, we're out of the flow of Satan's kingdom. The world is not to ha- it is not to dominate us. Um, our authority that we've been given in Christ is our authority over Satan, over the world, and over our flesh. We have to exercise our dominion over those three things. How can we do that? Because He brought us out. He brought us out. So God brought us out, but now that we're out, we need to open our mouth wide because before, before, if I could say this, when the Hebrews, before they were brought out of Egypt, they were small in their requests. Why? Because they lived as slaves, they thought as slaves, they talked as slaves, and he's saying that you're not in slavery anymore. So now open a mouth that reflects not what you were in, but what you are now delivered out of and into. Don't talk like one who's, who's under slavery anymore. No more. No more slavery. Now you're a free man. Talk like you're free. Talk based on what I've already made yours and what belongs to you. So talk as one who's been brought out. You've been brought out of sickness. Talk that way. You've been brought out of lack. Talk that way. You've been brought out of depression. Talk that way. You've been brought out of fear. Talk that way. Open your mouth wide about that. Don't be silent because that's going to change your way of thinking. Once you, many have spent their life living under sickness, living under depression, living under fear. But now that you're brought out, the way to help change, you renew your mind with the Word, but you also put in your mouth how large the, the blessing is that God has brought, in, brought you into and made yours. Remember what the Word says? He's delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his his dear son. Mm -hmm. What are we to talk about now? What belongs to that kingdom is that's the kingdom we're in now. Not just when we get to heaven, but open your mouth wide about what you've been brought into. Amen. Amen. So God, God's part, he brought us out. Our part is to open our mouth wide. Look at this, and he says, and I will fill it. So we see God's part, man's part, and then God's part again. He'll fill it. If we're not not living large, we're not talking large. That's true. That's true. Amen. If there's not, if we're not giving him much to fill, that's our fault. Um, Sometimes people are waiting for God to provide and supply them with certain things, but they haven't put something in place for him to fill. Um, For example, years ago, God said to my husband, he said, um, my people ought to be living in such abundance. Well, let me me back up and say, he said this, 97% of my people are living beneath what I provided for them. Listen to that. 97% of my people are living beneath what I provided for them. I saw, that was interesting because I saw a report years ago, not long after God said that to my husband. 
And this report said 97% of the world's wealth is in 3% of the hands of the people. Wow. 3%, 3% of the population is controlling 97% of the world's wealth. And when I heard that, I said, that's what God said to my husband. That in his own, in his, in his own family, God's people, that 97% were living beneath what God's provided for them. That's not just speaking of prosperity. That's speaking of healing. That's speaking of victory in every arena of life. That only 3% of God's people are laying hold of in a fuller way what God's provided for them. Well, I decided I'm getting in the 3%. So one of the things God said to my husband, he said, you ought to, he said, you ought to be able to work an entire year and never have to, excuse me, uh, live an entire year and never even have to work a job. He said, if people are living in a provision, now don't, don't misunderstand that statement. God's not saying don't work. He's saying there should be such abundance. You're not living from paycheck to paycheck. And God challenged my husband and said, you should have an entire year's supply in the bank, not even touching your savings, just your general operating account. Um, and not even have to, not even have to touch any savings. Um, so I, I thought, wait a minute, that being true, I believe that's true. Then I'm going to put me a year's supply account. And I started my own account, a year supply account. Why I'm opening my mouth wide and giving God something to feel. Amen. If I don't put that account in place, I'm not expecting him to feel it. That's what I'm talking about. Many times we're wondering why we're not as full as he's promised and we haven't put something in place for him to feel. Does that make sense to you? If you want a, if you want a big savings account, you have a savings account. If you want a Christmas account full, do you have a Christmas account that he can fill up? What about a vacation account? You see what I'm talking yes. about? We're, we need to put something in place. If we'll put something in place, he'll fill it. He said, right, he's showing us a principle. If you'll open your mouth wide, I'll fill it. Well, if he'll fill your mouth of your saying, he'll fill other things that you open wide to him by faith. Amen. So I say God's filling up my year supply account, filling it up. Amen. Because that's what he said he'll do. Once what we put in place, he'll fill. Amen. Now, I want to read to you. Um, I was reading uh, about this verse in Psalm 8110 that we just read. Um, what four different Jewish rabbis, they had commentaries on this verse because the Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew. So they're taking it directly from the Hebrew and they're, they're not just saying, they're saying, if I could say this, the essence of what is being said and what's being offered in this verse. Now, let me read again the King James of Psalms 81 verse 10. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide and I will fill it. One of the commentaries by a Jewish rabbi said that he, he words it this way. I am Hashem, your God who raised you from the land of Egypt, lifted out of it, uh -huh. translated. That sounds yes. true, doesn't it? Yes. 
Remember that I am a benevolent God who seeks your welfare. Just as I redeemed you from Egypt to improve your lot, so do I continually search for ways to make your existence more wholesome and pleasant. Wow. Hallelujah. <laughs> wow. They say that in the Hebrew, it carries the full body of all of this. He, there, it's not a literal exact. They're talking about the body of the meaning of this. Look at this. I love this. I continually search for ways to make your existence more wholesome and pleasant. Meaning this, God hasn't fixed your standard of living. He's continually looking to broaden it. But if we have fixed it by saying, I'm on a fixed income. The doctor said that my body can never change. You're fixing things. He doesn't even operate on something fixed because he said, I continually search. God doesn't get rutted and rooted in one flow. He's constantly broadening, constantly expanding. Another Jewish rabbi, this is his commentary on it, says, I did not merely take you out of Egypt. Rather, I raised you to a higher plane of existence and of spiritual achievement. That's good. The third one says this, ask of me all your heart desires and I will fulfill every request on the condition that you hearken to me or listen to me. You say, well, where'd that come from? That came from verse 11. Mm -hmm. The next verse says, uh, you wouldn't listen to me. Let's look at verse 11. But my people would not hearken or listen to my voice. So here, this commentary says he'll fulfill it, but we got to listen to him. Listen to him. Why? Because he sees larger than we see. He wants us to talk about based on what he sees because we see limitedly. He sees unlimitedly. And he he tells us what he sees so that we will, with our mouth, say what he sees and not limited by what we see. So he said, ask of me all your heart desires and I will fulfill every request on the condition that you listen to me. Then you will never know want, hunger, or thirst, just as you were completely provided for when I brought you out of Egypt. Wow. The last commentary on this verse says this, let your desires be extensive. Oh, quit, quit being limited and small in your desires. Why? Now, is that scriptural? Well, Mark eleven twenty four. Yes. What things soever you desire. We could say this to the length of your desires, to the scope of your desires, the broadness of your desires. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Verse 24, Mark eleven twenty four 24 is telling us how to get desires met. And here we're invited to make your desires large. We don't have to pare it down just so to help God out. How many times we kind of, you know, we don't want to be overly. And he says, be overly. Let your desires be extensive. I will gratify them if you will remain faithful to me. 
you will lack no good thing. How many of you know healing is a good thing? A miracle is a good thing. He's not just talking about finances. It includes that, but don't limit it. You will lack no good thing. Listen to the last phrase on this commentary. I am rich enough to meet all your needs. Amen. Too many times we're opening our mouth wide to the wrong thing. We're opening our mouth wide to worry, opening our mouth wide to fear, opening our mouth wide to our own human reasonings and calculations, and it restricts us in what what we're asking for. If we're opening our mouth to the wrong thing, it shows what we're listening to. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Yeah, that's good. We're always filling our mouth with what we're listening to. Wow. Amen. Amen. Notice he said, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. The filling doesn't come until we've said something. Yeah. Yes. There's a divine order here. Mm-hmm. Something has to be said, then he fills that. He supplies what it is. Amen. Amen. It's the wide open mouth that receives what it wants, not the closed mouth or the barely open mouth, the limited, restricted words. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're interested in something, you talk about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You, people can tell what, what you love Mm -hmm. by listening to you. If you fall in love with somebody, you know, this single young man, he falls in love with some girl, what's he going to do? Everybody's going to get tired of hearing about her. (laughs) Why? Because he's interested. And those that are around his life, he's going to talk about. Hopefully. When someone's in love, others have to tell him, okay, we heard you, be quiet. Right? I mean, because we've heard it so much. God invites us. He will never say, you need to talk smaller. He'll never say, you need, to, you, need, you need to limit what you're saying. That's not him. Open it wide and he'll never correct you for it. Amen. If we think small, talk small, believe small, then what we open our mouth to will be small. So to open our mouth wide, we have to address our thought life first. How many times people have said, you know, I don't mind, I don't have a problem with being generous to other people. I have a problem being generous to myself. That's still small thinking. That's small thinking. So you're saying God can meet your generosity to you, to others, but not to you. That's, that's us needing to renew our mind to who we are in Christ. I, I, no one's ever heard me say, I shouldn't have something that nice. Brother, I'm going, if somebody else can have it, I'm having it. That's always been my approach. I don't know. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying no one's ever heard me say that I have a problem being generous to myself. I don't have a problem being generous to myself. Why? Because if somebody else can have it, I can have it. And I want to be a part of someone else having it. And if I don't have much, I can't be a part of helping someone else have much. Amen. I want to read to you something that Smith Wigglesworth, now he was a preacher that in the, oh, he went home to be with the Lord in the 1940s. So his ministry was thriving and on the forefront in the first half of the 1900s. Mighty man of faith, mighty man of healings and miracles, man of the word and the spirit. He was preaching in Angelus Temple and this was August the 11th, 1927. 
And Angela's Temple is the church that Amy Simple McPherson founded mm-hmm. uh, there in Los Angeles. And he began preaching on the last days. And this, listen to what he said. The last days are a time for the true people of God to engage in extravagant asking. I like that phrase, extravagant asking. People may think, well, that means excessive. No, that means a wide open mouth is what that means. And then he says uh, that we are to have a clear knowledge of the mightiness of the power of God. Mm-hmm. See, if we're, if we're talking small, our knowledge of his power is small. Oh, that's true. Oh. So a clear knowledge of the mightiness of the power of God, mm-hmm. a clear knowledge that we are in joint union with him uh-huh. and that nothing is impossible to him Amen. when we ask. That's right. Amen. Amen. And so Smith Wigglesworth went on to say, he said, so God means for me to press you into another step forward. Begin to believe on the lines of extravagant asking, believing that God is pleased when you ask large. Amen. If we ask limited, we're accusing him of only being able to do limited. When we ask large, we are honoring his largeness. And when Jesus said to these blind men, what do you want me to do for you? They asked large and they received large. Amen. Asking large honors the greatness of God. It honors the ability of God. But asking small accuses him of our level of our limitations. He doesn't have those limitations. Amen. Well, God, that still rings true for us today. What Jesus said to these blind men, what do you want me to do for you? Why? Because our covenant is extensive. It is total and it is complete in supplying and providing all that we would ever want, need, or desire. What's our covenant waiting for? Our words, the largeness of our words that we believe we receive when we release our faith. Amen. Well, we are so privileged to get to come and minister the word of faith to you. This, what's on my heart is to fulfill what's on Brother Copeland's heart. And that is that the word of faith message is carried from the top of the world to the bottom of the world and all the way around the middle. That's our vision. Yes. With, with being on Victory Channel is to bring that word of faith message into the home and the heart of every believer. Amen. And uh, it's, it's only by the generous sowing of Kenneth Copeland Ministries that we're here with you today on Victory Channel. They sow this airtime to this ministry. And every programmer that you see on Victory Channel they sow the airtime to every programmer. I've never heard of it done in any other ministry, but Brother Copeland is leading the way in this. So we ask you to keep programs like this coming in. Uh, We're going to keep on coming. Brother Copeland's going to keep on coming, but we invite you to be a part of it. Be a part of it. Amen. And so we invite you, if you're not already, become a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries. You can go to kcm.org and you can find out how to sign up there. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, 
visit DufresneMinistries.org. On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures, allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. If you or someone you know is in need of healing, this CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.